1: Welcome to The Marketing Agency Show, where we explore solutions to the biggest challenges faced by agencies. Hey, y'all. Thanks so much for joining me for another episode of The Marketing Agency Show, brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Brooke Sellis, and this is the show for agency owners and agency marketers. We explore the topics that no one else is talking about, so pull up a seat to the table and let's have a great conversation. Today, I'll be joined by Ron Callis, and we'll be exploring how he's implementing AI in his business and if he thinks it will be replacing any of his team members. Plus, there's a shocking secret I tell towards the end of the show. Also, if you're new to this podcast, be sure to follow our show so you don't miss any of our future content.
0: Did you know that we can deliver awesome marketing info directly into your inbox? Simply subscribe to our weekly newsletter that comes out three days a week. You won't miss any of the updates going on in the world of social marketing. Visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash get updates.
1: Let's transition over to this week's guest, Ron. To help explore the frontier of working at and growing agencies, here is this week's expert guide. Hey, everybody. It's Brooke Sellis, and I'm so excited to be joined today by my friend and excellent marketer, Ron Callis. Ron Callis founded One Firefly, which is an award-winning digital marketing agency that services technology businesses in the residential and commercial custom integration markets. Quite niche. I'm so excited to have him here today because I know you're going to love this topic. So let's welcome Ron to the show. Ron. Hi. Hey, Brooke. Happy to be here.
2: Thanks for having me on. And congrats on the new show.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. So first question is always an easy one, right? Super easy. This is a softball compared to our topic today. But what made you decide to start One Firefly? Like what was the catalyst for that?
2: Sure. So I'm imagining I have a stranger origin story than most in that I, I actually started an engineering business 16 years ago providing outsource engineering services to the industry that I just randomly with a, you know, fate or or luck landed in out of college in 2000. And that's serving these businesses. We call them integration firms. But they're the technology companies that put in technology into the luxury residential side of things. Think of home theaters in your house or audio out by your pool, or on the commercial side, think of all the technology in the boardroom or in an office building. And uh, I very quickly had to get and ramp up a marketing capability to help the customers that I was selling engineering to. I needed to help them better brand and market themselves so they could successfully sell my engineering services. So yes, pretty strange. I'll fast forward to, I launched that business in 07. But in 2015, late 2015, I fully pivoted out of engineering, out of programming, and we doubled down on marketing. And today, we are approaching an 80-plus person firm providing marketing services to custom integration firms around the world.
1: That is amazing. Kind of an interesting journey, for sure, but it makes sense, right? Because that's who you're servicing now. So today's topic, let's just jump right in because it's a biggie. You know, artificial intelligence has been all the rage. We've been talking about it for a while now. Then come chat GPT and Bard and it's like all you see everywhere and everyone's talking about it. But I think what everyone's talking about from an agency owner perspective, but isn't talking about in public is how do you... So first question, how do you think or what is the business impact that AI will have on one Fireflyer? Do you think you're gonna deliver faster services, added services and, or like what's the impact for you?
2: I think anyone that claims to exactly know the answer to that question is probably fooling themselves. I think that AI is a profound invention for mankind uh, or womankind, people. And uh, I think it's one of the biggest inventions. I, I heard recently on Twitter, you know, someone said it was one of the biggest inventions since the invention of fire or maybe the wheel. And I'm, I'm tending to agree. And so, my, you know, here at One Firefly, we operate within a management structure called EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System, which means I have a leadership team and we have a leader. Uh, next level down would be leaders in our organization. And then we have our full team. And so I, I brought this to my leadership team. I'll call it in December, January. As soon as uh, ChatGPT started to get talked about, and all of us agency owners are, and probably any business owner, or operator, or manager, or worker at any level in society, is being exposed to this messaging and content around AI as if we're, you know, being shot with a fire hose. Uh, and it's, I mean, there as, as we've all read and heard, there are Hundreds of new apps and applications coming out weekly. It's an exponential growth curve. I, I believe it's an exponential exponential. I've I've heard if you you just look at uh, Moore's law is an exponential and an exponential of an exponential. I believe it's called Reed's law. It's hard to exactly know where AI is going to leave us business owners and businesses in the long term. I mean, predicting out more than a year. I I would challenge is almost impossible, but to bring it to my team, the first thing we did is I challenged all my leaders to, to be looking and paying attention and to be listening to podcasts, watching videos, reading blogs, subscribing to articles, and starting to pay attention. I think there's really two applications for us at One Firefly. One is incorporating AI technologies to enable us to make a better product. At the end of the day, we're focused on our clients and the client experience and the quality of service and execution for our clients. If we're helping them grow, that is our mission to help technology companies grow. And if we're helping them grow, then we're succeeding. And AI is now a new set of tools that we can and should be using to ultimately deliver a a better product. And that should mean the quality of the product is heightened or elevated from a only a human driven product and i do believe that humans plus ai are in many cases are better than humans alone and certainly far superior than ai alone and uh, i think there's going to be implications and ramifications to our products our product offering our pricing our profitability we can dive into more uh, to into any of those topics as you see fit
1: yeah, I mean I think you are so right. We are all kind of scrambling to figure out how this is going to affect our business and what are the implications? What does this mean for headcount on certain things, right? So, for example, we started using ChatGPT to write some of our advertising headlines for our ads clients. Our team adoption rate for these creative headlines was around, you know, 50-60% of the creative. With ChatGPT, we've seen almost near 100% adoption by the clients for the copy that ChatGPT has created. So, you know, there's a definite there there when it comes to comparing AI to people. So I'm curious, can you explain the decision-making process behind implementing artificial intelligence in OneFirefly? And do you think it will... Eventually or ever replace any of your headcount
2: well the first thing it's done is it has slowed down our expectation for hiring this year, so when they talk about uh a technology like AI as a deflationary technology uh deflation meaning that being the opposite of inflation, we've all been experiencing inflation <laughs> yes. here over the last uh, elevated levels of inflation over the last couple of years but it is certainly affecting our current rate of adding new staff and we we've actually been looking at it across all teams at one firefly all products and all processes in terms of our client delivery side as well as our own the marketing we do for ourselves and you know all of the tactics we practice there and so we practice Uh, in terms of our business, we practice trying to maintain a profitable company, right? So we are very mindful of what products and services are we offering? What's our mix of projects versus recurring services? And then what's our margin, our gross margin to then be able to deliver those services? And what is happening with AI, at least I can say, you know, we're four or five months in now is that we are incorporating AI such as ChatGPT amongst many others. I mean, we've been using AI-driven solutions such as Grammarly. Grammarly has an AI backend. We've been using that for many, many years, but solutions such as ChatGPT for ideation or brainstorming or research for the content piece of our business. And the reality is, it now to, to deliver the same piece of content with an AI set of uh, practices, we should be able to deliver that set of product in less time. And so we're still in the evaluation period right now. I mean we're several months in, but proving that out and proving that the quality of the product is not being harmed, but in fact being made better. And ultimately, what that's going to mean is we're probably not going to have to do price increases. I mean, we've been raising our prices on our products and services pretty diligently since the beginning of COVID. Yeah, we've had to, yeah. <laughs> our costs of labor. I mean, we're a marketing agency and my, my main cost of doing business is people. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that seems obvious. It seems we're obviously not gonna have to raise prices. It seems possible with some of our products or services, we might be able to lower prices and maintain our margins. And then when you're looking at productivity, If we're able to produce a product in less time, it then has you analyzing your labor and your your staffing levels. And and that then becomes a formula of, well, what is our rate of sales and growth? And are we able to sell into our productive capacity? Or does it mean we have to reevaluate our staffing levels? And any good business owner should be looking at that. We're also looking now in my business model, most of my labor are employees. So, and I know you and I, Brooke, are different in that capacity. Right, right. I I have a piece of my labor, a small piece of my labor that are contractors. And what we're immediately reevaluating is whether we need that contractor labor force and we're deferring and prioritizing our commitments to our employees and so i have employees in the us i have employees in mexico and i have employees in the philippines and we are prioritizing keeping those people on staff and enabling them to be more efficient and thus we should be able to produce more but we also are maybe in a recession i think we're i think we're kind of hopefully bottoming out right now in the spring and early summer yeah and so really the future is not promised or preordained our business has had an extraordinary growth trend of about 30% year over year growth for the last 7 years and that seems at the moment and i think it's a combination of ai confusion and economic factors i think i'm much confident we're going to hit that 30% growth this year and so it it just that has to be proven out but we're going to we're going to protect the business i call it protecting the fort right you know there's every economy has recessions every economy has growth periods and so it's just really making sure the business is strong and stable to withstand any sort of pressures or demands on us right now and what what happens on the other side of a recession is a growth period and we want to make sure we're appropriately staffed to be able to to benefit from that
1: smart advice right like look ahead instead of down right now. Well, you talked a lot about like labor, right? So you have some contractors, you're prioritizing your employees, but what's your plan or can you, can you clue us in, pull back the curtain a little bit on how are you going to reskill or upskill your team to adapt, to work alongside AI?
2: I'll say something I'm very proud of, and that's the way we we run the company here at One Firefly in the way that we empower our leaders. And so if you think of our leader, not just my executive team, but if you look at our department heads across the, the company, so I have a team of writers and I have a, a lead for those writers and I have a web design team and a lead for that web design team, so on and so forth. We, and in that regard, our leaders, we meet with them on an ongoing cadence. We call it our, our leaders roundtable. And we've brought this topic of AI to them and have had internal trainings where various stakeholders have gone and done the research, at least as of we know, you know, as of the date of that training, this stuff is moving so fast Mm -hmm. and best practices do rule. There are ways to use tools efficiently and ways to misuse tools. And so we're doing constant training internally and we're empowering our leaders and their teams to experiment. What are the methods that would enable them to deliver a better quality product? At the end of the day, it's about quality. It's not about, I need to do it in half the time and I need to pocket all that profit. There's nothing wrong with profit. I love profit. I run a profitable company, but it's about staying focused on the customer, right? And can these tools empower us to deliver a better product for our customer, and everyone on our team, our leaders and the members of our team are part of that evolutionary process. Our business is evolving. You know, there's a, a book, maybe I'll get this right, Brooke, it's, I think it's written by Spencer Johnson, Who Moved My Cheese?
1: Oh, I love that book. I, can't, I couldn't tell you who the author was, but I love that book.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So Who Moved My Cheese? A basic story or parable in that story is that uh, business changes. And so you can sit and wait for things to return to the way they were in the good old days before AI, or you can accept that this is the new normal and you need to adapt or die. And that's the way I look at it every day is what do we need to do to make sure our company is relevant? Our methods and processes and product offering are relevant today and valuable to our customers. And the full impact of AI I think is going to have an impact on the workforce globally. It's not just the United States. It'll be everywhere in the world. It'll be primarily hitting, I'm stating the obvious here, a lot of the talking points of AI, but a lot of white collar workers are going to be impacted across all professions. I mean, the legal community, you can go to chat GBT, and get great legal advice now. Finance and accounting, you're going to be able to get, it's going to impact all of us. But certainly marketing agencies are in the crosshairs from, you know, the amazing, and I would call them interesting, they're almost like science projects right now, but the AI that are able to assist with video and, and graphics, I think that, you know, generative AI, that's interesting.
1: Yes. I was looking at tools yesterday. Funny, It's funny that you say this. I was researching tools yesterday because there's a million people, you have a podcast, I have a podcast, you know. There's a million people who want to help you with your podcast by making some of those like short form videos and assets that go along with it. Right. And it's not inexpensive because you're hiring a creator to help you produce this content. Now there's like three or four that I researched yesterday. There are these AI tools that will essentially listen in on like, you know, like this show, pick out the best little snippets and create that content for you for like $20 a month.
2: You know, it's. It's, it's, I think you and I were playing with the same tools. I was playing with that, some of those tools last week, and it was just, I was blown away. Yeah. Well, yeah. Because I mean,
1: you know, I think one service I looked at, obviously, I won't name names, was like $2,500 a month for their services. That's a big swing between $20 a month and $2,500 a month for basically the same services.
2: I I agree. I think in that ways like you can choose to look at technology through an optimist mindset or a pessimist mindset. And I choose to look at this. I mean I do believe it's a choice in fact. I choose to believe that AI will make us better. And so I look at those tools and the fact that the world will be different as to well how can I be a part of utilizing these tools in a way to make my business better, my work product for my clients better. How can I incorporate it into my personal life and how can I help it have it help me and assist me? I know I'm jumping into ChatGBT multiple times a day now. Same. I was doing my podcast yesterday and I interviewed a member of my team. Normally, I'm interviewing customers and people from my industry, but I was interviewing a, a wonderful member of my team yesterday and I posted into ChatGBT his bio. And I told him the themes of questions I wanted to elicit. And boom, it gave me 10 wonderful questions to ask him, of which I showed him the questions and I had him pick three or four that he felt super comfortable with. And I did that in a matter of like 90 seconds. Yes.
1: A shocking secret here. I got all of the questions that I'm asking you today from ChatGPT. I mean, it's amazing what it can do if you give it the correct prompts, right? And- (laughs) I did it for my other podcast and the gentleman who we were interviewing was like, gosh, these have all such great questions. And I was like, he's like a very like a relationship marketer. And I felt bad being like, well, they were created by a machine.
2: (laughs) There's a day where I don't think we're going to have to apologize. But I do agree. There's this. I mean, I just go back and I've kind of talked about evolutionary change and sometimes dramatic change in technology. I just go back to like, think about the 1880s. And if you were in the horse and buggy business, or maybe you were selling whips for the horse and buggy marketplace, every single one of your neighbors drove horse and buggies. And you had a particular leather, leather whip that was the hottest thing in town. And then you noticed in the early 1900s, now this guy named, this crazy person named Ford opens a Model T factory down the street. And do you wanna still be the person that's, talking about the benefits of hearing the clippity-clop of the horse as it's walking down the street, or why leather whips or why the horse and buggy is superior to the the car? Or do you want to accept that cars are now the future and you want to move into operating a business that might support that, that change, right? So you can say, no, I want horse and buggies to remain the only form of communication, or I'm accepting the world is moving forward. And so I think that's our job as business owners, I imagine that's a lot of the, the listeners here, is to just thinking critically about how AI, I would propose, how it enables you to deliver a better product. And I think in some cases, what it, if you do it right, it will also allow you to maintain your profitability or maybe allow you to improve your profitability. And if anyone is out there running an agency and not focused on profitability, I would say you know, maybe we'll agree to disagree, but a business is purpose is to be a profitable, scalable enterprise. And some people might be solopreneurs or, or different, have different methodologies or or belief systems, but I liked, you know, it's the engineer in me, perhaps I love the creative side. Maybe that makes me a strange engineer, but I love the creative side of marketing But I also understand and I enjoy the process of designing and building Mm -hmm. a company that works. And it works meaning you have great people, a great culture. People want to be there. People want to build a career there. And this business delivers great work product, loves on their customers, takes care of their customers. At one Firefly, I have many clients that have been with me eight to 10 years plus and is a profitable enterprise. Right. And and that's the, the magic trick or the hat trick is to make all of those things line up. And I believe that's what we've done up until now at One Firefly. And AI is unavoidable. It's gravity. You can't fight gravity. Gravity wins. AI is here. So now what do we do with it? And at One Firefly across my entire team of 80 people plus, it is all hands on deck. Everybody at every level has a role on helping us figure out how AI makes us a better company and allows us to take better care of our clients. I love that.
1: Ron and I actually know each other quite well. We're in a mastermind group together, and he is like the numbers guy of the group. So obviously, I think you probably picked that up a little bit based on his profitability statements. But Do you have any idea or forecasts on how AI will save you money? Do you think your overhead will go down? And do you have a forecast of of how much you think it will change?
2: That's a tricky question. I think we're taking it as a crawl, walk, run approach in terms of incorporating it into our business. At the end of the day, our our loyalty is to running a great business that serves our clients and delivers results. And so, our people and our culture are instrumental. Our ability to hang on to our people is instrumental. I think what kills marketing businesses or any business is high levels of employee attrition. At uh, One Firefly, we pr- even though we're a virtual workplace, all of our team work from home offices. We do have a physical office in South Florida, but one or two people that actually work daily out of that office. Everyone else works from home. And so having a, a workforce that loves working at One Firefly, loves doing their job or their career, loves taking care of our clients, I believe it's a belief system I have, is that that is the, one of the, the, the multiple reasons we're successful. If you look at our purpose, it's to help people feel proud, prosperous, and connected. And we look at that internally and externally. Internally, we, we take care of our people and think of them in that way. And externally, we think of our customers and how can we help them feel proud, prosperous, and connected. That said, AI is going to provide tremendous opportunities to elevate the quality of product, increase efficiencies in businesses, and increase levels of automation of uh you know, various types of tasks within a business. So if you start with the statement that technology evolution is deflationary, that by by definition means you need less people to do the same or better quality work. And so we're taking it step by step, but if you just run that out, it it will be balanced by, can we be more valuable and more meaningful to more customers, more potential customers? Well then, I'll be able to to sell products and services and use the bandwidth of my team. If I am not able to do that, it means we'll have less people on our team. And it's not personal; it's business. Sure. And it's just a matter of, but you know, I believe in playing. You know, we're playing a game here, this game of business, and everyone needs to understand the rules in order to play the game. Like when you play Monopoly, it'd be really hard to play Monopoly if you don't know the rules of Monopoly. So the rules of business is we're gonna run a great business. And so we're gonna, every member of my team, every leader on my team knows that we operate that way. We practice, in fact, we book club and regularly practice Patrick Lencioni's book around five dysfunctions of a team. The The foundation of the five dysfunctions is trust. So we work really hard to trust each other. I work really hard to have my team and my leaders trust me as their leader. And my commitment is we're gonna have a a great company that's growing and that's profitable and is a great place to work. And the next layer of five dysfunctions, not to get too EOS-y on anyone, is healthy conflict, which means we have issues and topics and we talk about it. And all opinions and ideas are welcome. And when everybody's fully vented, we ultimately choose a path. And the path we're choosing is to find all the ways possible to incorporate AI into our business flow. And that by definition will mean we will likely become more efficient. And if we become more efficient quickly, it will by default mean we will probably not need to hire as many people to do the work at, to meet the demands of new clients coming on board. And from there, we'll, we'll see how it plays out.
1: Well, so speaking of healthy conflict, are you open to sharing how your team has felt about AI? Like, I'm sure not everyone was like excited, right? For this change. I'm sure some people were scared.
2: Part terror, I imagine. I mean, that's how I felt. I mean, my leadership team even joked with me. They're like, oh, Ron's in the meeting. He's going to co- talk about chat GBT again. <laughs> so I think that we have, as business leaders, we have to be looking out. Our, our job is to look into the future, create a vision for our company. Where do we want to go? Who do we want to serve? How do we want to be known? And then we have to practice our predictive skills, you know, looking at all of the variables, what's going on in the economy, what's going on in the industries that we serve, what's going on with technology and the evolution of technology, and what do we predict that's going to mean for our company? And then that when firefly, we also practice a meritocracy, right? Ray Dalio talks a lot about this, the idea that best ideas win. So because Ron has the idea to uh, do A, B, or C, it doesn't mean we do it, in fact, by default. I do have the final say. I am the owner of the company. But in a meritocracy, the best ideas win. So you have a safe environment where my leaders and every member of my team is able to speak up in a forum fashion in their, we practice what are called L10s. L10 is an EOS term. So in our meetings, and they're able to raise what their their concerns or questions are and their ideas are. Maybe if we did this, it would help us in that way. And those good ideas and what Firefly come in all levels of the organization. They don't just come from me. They don't just come from my executive team. They don't just come from my leaders. They come from my writers and my admins and my project managers and my office manager. And I mean, believe it or not, My office manager, her name is Sherry, is one of our fastest adopters of ChatGBT. That's great. And she was only trained on it about two or three weeks ago by Taylor, my CFO. Wow. And she went from going, oh my God, this is magic, to she's now has designed it into her daily workflow. She is more productive and she is delivering higher quality product and service and support to our team because she is incorporating chat GBT into the research project or the accounting support effort or the client support effort that she's doing. So I, uh, I don't know if I, I, forget your question. I apologize, Brooke, that's but okay. that's uh, some of my random thoughts. No,
1: shout out Sherry. If you're listening, you answered it pretty much, but like, I would love to know again, if you're open to it is like, what are the, some of the words that people use? Like, what was the sentiment when you first brought this to the table?
2: But here's a way that business owners could run this and it could be poisonous to a business, a marketing agency or any business. You could theorize that ChatGPT will allow you to lay off half your workforce and you could pocket all that money and you know, you know, channel your inner Scrooge McDuck. And like you could do that and then experiment and run that Skunk Works project in secret. That's a, you know, a reference to the government's Area 51 secret projects. Or you could be transparent and open to your team. And that's what we've chosen to do at OneFirefly. And in fact, I have the leader of my writing team, Debbie, running our research on incorporating AI into their workflow. I have the leader of my web team, Aaron, researching how to work it into our web product and service. I have the leader of my social media team, Wes, researching with his to his team members how to incorporate AI into their workflow. And then I have my CFO involved in conversations about if we're incorporating this technology, does it make our product better? And does it then allow us to do more in less time? And if we do, the business wins. So I believe in four legs of a chair, if anyone wants to think about incorporating technology into a business or product development. And I believe, and my leadership team believes, all four of these leg or stakeholders have to be met in order for that chair to stand. Your customers have to be happy. In other words, the thing that you're deploying has to make them happier or we have to be able to deliver a better product. Our sales team has to be happy. They have to love what the product or service or solution that they're empowered to go sell. Our producers have to be happy. They have to feel that they have the right SOPs, the right training, the right support and the right methodologies that they are delivering. They are empowered to deliver excellence and the business has to be happy. And so that's where my CFO and I collaborate to make sure that the financial needs of the business are met. And so when all four of those legs are balanced and being accounted for and listened to as stakeholders, we're able to push the business forward in a positive way and that is what we do with ai it's what we do when we're maybe designing a new social media service or a new seo service there's a lot of seo work happening at one firefly to elevate our game there but we're it, we're balancing all the stakeholders to make sure the decision that we we choose to move forward with is known and understood by all members of the team at all levels and there's there's a way to measure this like is this working And in business, we all are familiar with the concept of NPS, a net promoter score. Mm -hmm. You go to your clients, you ask them if they'll be willing to refer you. Well, there's an equivalent HR version, which is ENPS, employee NPS. Are your employees willing to refer others to work at your business? And our ENPS scores, I'm very proud to state, they're in the 80s plus. Wow, that's great. It's a plus 100 to minus 100 level. Apple is, is I believe, in the 30s. Wow. When Firefly is, is generally in the 70s to 80s. On occasion, a few times we dipped into the 50s, which for us was like, oh my God, what's going on? But that's still considered exemplary. And I believe that's because we, we think about our decisions with our people in mind and how are we helping them feel proud of where they work? How are we helping them grow their career and make more money? And how are we helping them to be connected to each other, to their community, and to their customers? And through that lens, we're going to get through this AI thing, and we're going to be better for it. That said, we are working harder and thinking more critically than we have ever had to do, because this is a change in everything. Everything is now different part of me is just terribly excited and part of me is, you know, terrified and that's just i think, you know, that's the reality of things. Same.
1: I think yeah, i think we all feel the same way and i i want to thank you for being so candid about how you and one firefly and your team is approaching this subject because it it again, i think, you know, it's a sensitive subject with agency owners just because what are the implement implications of what's going to happen to overhead or team members or how do we change service to you know meet ai needs to improve the business but also keep our team happy and the takeaway that i got from what you just said was it's not just about having that conversation about ai it's really how you set one firefly up to lift up your team
2: i'll add a comment there and it's at when everyone that's listening is evaluating their teams and kind of what do they do with staffing Again, I'll remind everyone again, you have to be looking at profitability of your business. So if you're not doing that, that's a good thing to start doing. And in that regard, you also then are looking at every member of your team and how well are they adapting to this new normal. And some of them will embrace it and will excel. And some of them will not. And you just like, that's a statistical bell curve. Some of them will embrace it wonderful. Some of most of them will be okay. Some of them will simply not get it. Well, what happens with those that don't get it is they will be the first to be cut. And that's just, that's the reality because the world is now different. And so we need to make sure that the human plus AI works. And if the human resists the AI Within business, well, they're not setting themselves up or their career up for success. They're going to set themselves up for a lot of frustration and friction. And if you go back to who moved my cheese, they're the mouse that's sitting in the room. The cheese is moved and they're, they're going to wait until that cheese comes back. And what's going to happen is they're going to starve. Yeah. The cheese is not coming back.
1: No, the cheese is definitely not coming back. Well, I know everyone after hearing this or watching this is going to want to connect with you. So where are you hanging out these days? Where can people connect with you? How can they find you and have more of these wonderful conversations, whether it's about numbers or AI or anything else?
2: Sure. I I appreciate it. Again, Brooke, it's been a pleasure to be on your show and congrats.
1: Thank you.
2: Everyone can find me on Twitter at Ron Callis. I'll be honest. I don't post that often, but I, I can't be DM'd. I'm more likely to be consuming AI content and blockchain content on, on Twitter than actively posting. But uh, you also can follow OneFirefly, onefirefly.com. One is spelled out, O-N-E, firefly.com. And I am on LinkedIn. I'd probably be at the second best place maybe to find me would be LinkedIn. And I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and Twitter daily. And uh, I use my Instagram, more personal friends and family, But uh, those would be two great places to find me.
1: Awesome. Thank you again so much for being here and for sharing all of your wonderful advice. And I'm sure we'll have you on again soon to talk about what some of these things turn out to be, right? You're in the exploratory phase and then next time we'll find out how everything went. Thanks, Ron.
2: Thank you so much, Brooke.
1: If you're new to the show, do me a favor and give us a follow. If you've been a longtime listener, let your friends know about the show. I'm at Brooke Sellis on Instagram and Twitter. And for fun, make sure you tag at SM Examiner. Also be sure to check out our other shows, the Social Media Marketing Podcast, the Web3 Business Podcast, and the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. This brings us to the end of this week's Marketing Agency Show. We'll catch you next week as we explore the adventures of marketing agency life. The Marketing Agency Show is a production of Social Media Examiner.